Welcome to Candidate Conversations, a podcast where we talk to candidates and elected officials about their life, family, careers, and how they got involved in politics and decided to run for office. I'm your host, Andy Cole, and I'm joined today by co-host Joey Alonji and special guest, Montgomery County Commissioner Autumn Simmons. Thank you all for joining. Autumn, if you want to just go ahead and give us a little background on yourself and tell us a little, about, a little bit about you. Yes. Um, well, obviously, I'm Autumn Simmons, County Commissioner in Montgomery County. Um, I have been elected for the last nine months, and it has been quite the experience, but a good one. Um, I have two girls, and I'm a military spouse for now. My husband will be transitioning out very soon, so we'll be going through a new thing. But um, yeah, I'm one of the youngest elected in the state, so that's pretty awesome. So tell us a little bit about, I know you just mentioned that your your military spouse and all that. Tell us a little bit about your family um, and, you know, how you made it into Montgomery County and Clarksville um, and um, just kind of, you know, what all you do. So um, I homeschool right now. My daughter is so something we decided when we got married and um, that in itself was great up until... <laughs> I decided to get involved in politics. Uh, politics is very time-consuming, so I've been really busy with that. So our other option, of course, is private school. Our biggest, we don't have, I don't have anything against public schools, of course. I support them, but we believe in, you know, just having the Bible and having that foundation. So they'll be going to a private Christian school um, this upcoming school year. But before that, before coming here, we were actually stationed in Naples, Italy. And that was absolutely amazing. That's kind of what inspired me wanting to get involved with foreign policy, especially. So just because NATO is right there. So I had like a, a very, very big influence from that. So when we came here, I'll be honest, I did not want to come. <laughs> I said, no, I don't want to come to Tennessee or Kentucky because we didn't know which side we were going to live on of Fort Campbell. And mainly because I just didn't know enough about it. I didn't know enough about the state. And um, I don't remember what it was that made us decide we were going to choose Tennessee, Parksville specifically. But um, I'm so glad that we came here. We've adjusted. It's been an easy adjustment. I didn't, I wasn't sure what to expect when we got here. But um, everyone has been so welcoming throughout this time. And yeah, we just, we're, we're enjoying it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, for what it's worth, thank goodness uh, you did end up on the Tennessee side. We're uh, happy with how that turned out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious, Autumn, and I think this is actually something that's really, really fascinating. If you could talk about just sort of your education um, and especially what you've been doing recently at like Austin P. Yeah. So um, when we got before we got married, actually, I was actually going to go to school for dental hygiene. That was something that I was on the fast track for. And we got married. And as soon as we did, they said we are going. Well, first he was going to deploy and then we were going to Italy. So I couldn't go for dental hygiene because you have to take your prerequisites first and then you get accepted to the program and then you have to do all of that and you have to be present the whole time. So I'm like, okay, I guess I will homeschool and really get into this, you know, stay at home mom life. And I mean, I liked it, but obviously there was a part of me that wanted to do something else. So 
So um, I just didn't really know what. So I thought about doing tech and doing software engineering because I could stay home, be anywhere, we could travel, I could still work remote. But when we came here, politics, for whatever reason, it just really stood out. And when I found out that I can study um, national security studies at Austin P, I said, well, I'll just go ahead and go for it and see what happens. And it has been absolutely amazing. It really has. So um, doing that right now and then also looking at um, different opportunities as far as fellowships and things like that in the future, just kind of trying to set everything up so that way it's in step. So there's a lot to look forward to. It's just nothing's confirmed yet. <laughs> so I don't really want to say what, but it's looking pretty good, I'll say. It is looking pretty good. I'm sure you and I could probably spend, so I went to grad school actually for counterintelligence. So I've got a lot of that foreign policy um, background, which is so much fun to learn. So much fun to study, so much fun to learn. Um, So I'm sure you and I could probably have long conversations about that. (laughs) Yes. Um, But um, so outside of politics, I know, you know, you're finishing up your degree. What are your... um, you know, kind of career goals and where do you see yourself career wise, you know, in the next few years? So I really, 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 it just, with diplomacy, it really depends on who the president is because they do look into seeing whether you're a Democrat, Republican, even when it comes to that. So um, hopefully we get a Republican president in the future and keep it is, it's constantly Republican, Republican, Republican. So that way in the future, I would love to be a U.S. ambassador or a diplomat, but ambassador. That's what I would like to do. So that's what I'm hoping on. That's what I'm betting on. And if I could choose where it would be Italy, I would go right back, you know, and just do a turn there. And then, of course, return to Tennessee and then run for a much bigger office. I don't know which one yet, but it would be a big one for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. I think all the to see where that goes. And uh, I, th- I think you may have preempted a later question about uh, when does that senatorial race kicking off. But uh, <laughs> thanks for beating me to that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, take it a little bit more casual. Um, you know, with all that going on, obviously. Uh, you know, a great uh, family at home, uh, Austin P. obviously your duties as a county commission. Frankly, what do you do to relax? What are some hobbies? What, what are some, some fun, fun activities that you, you take when you get a, a second to breathe? So, okay, my, how do I relax? <laughs> Goodness, I'm always on the go. These days, I don't even know, like, what... I think honestly, because I've spent so many years as a stay-at-home mom where I can kind of just relax the whole time that I'm enjoying just being constantly on the go right now that I haven't really looked for ways to relax that much. I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but I don't know. I've just constantly been on the go right now. So I'm, I'm trying to keep up the momentum. I love that. Yeah. So now kind of transitioning into politics and your campaign, how did you first get involved in politics? You know, and was it before y'all landed in Clarksville or did were you involved before then or did it just, you know, kind of happen? It literally just happened. I never I never grew up saying I wanted to be involved in politics. 
at all, like ever. Um, when we moved here, uh, well, really when we were in Italy, um, I couldn't see too much that was going on in the United States because Italy, they have a lot of censorship. So um, I would hear about things from time to time. But my biggest focus was, okay, what do I see in Italy that I really don't like? There are certain things that I never paid attention to and didn't really appreciate until I moved to Italy. Like the fact that we have um, clean drinking water. I mean, no one really just stops and thinks about that. But um, just things like that. Also, we have law enforcement that enforces the law. <laughs> you know, there's there's just a lot of, you know, our infrastructure as well. As much as we hate it here, if we if people move there and got to see how it is over there, they would appreciate what we have. But um, it really, when you experience another country and you go through a culture shock, you tend to compare everything about that country to your homeland. Even if the country is better or if it's not better, whatever, you're going to make constant comparisons the whole time. And you begin to really appreciate the things that are good about your homeland and you want it to stay that way. So I really felt like it was important for my children to grow up in a place that they wanted to continue to be like that. You know what I mean? A place that they can be proud of. And right now I, I'm definitely proud of my country. You know, we have a lot of things that we need to work out, but if we get someone else in office. I do think that'll change, you know? <laughs> so those are things that we can change. But um, seriously, I I love America. And I want it to stay that way, the way it is. And um, in order to do that, you can't just sit around and hope for others to do it and keep it, you know, hold the line for you. Sometimes you have to be that person to do it. And um, I was just never raised to just talk about things and sit back and watch and see what happens. I've always been taught to just make it happen. If I have something to say, I need to do something about it. So I was one of those moms that came to all the Republican Party meetings or, you know, just any meeting I could go and speak my mind <laughs> to the point where they knew who I was. And um, I'll never forget, I, I shouted out, I was like, who's going to run in my district? And uh, one of our state reps, Jay Reedy, he said, well, why don't you do it, Autumn? And I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> I didn't ask for all of that. I asked you who's going to run, you know, I didn't say myself. And um, I don't know, it just kind of stuck. And then there were people who, um, there was a rumor that went around that I was going to run for school board, and I wasn't. And that rumor started to pick up a lot, and people were saying it throughout different Facebook groups and online and stuff like that with social media. And I had to correct people and say, no, I'm not running for school board. But it did sit on my mind about county commission. You know, I felt like, okay, we have all these bombs that are, you know, saying what they don't want in school, saying what they do want in school, but who's going to make sure that the resources are there if that if someone is elected, right? And that's the county commissioner. You're the one making sure that the schools are getting the funding that they need, the resources that they need. So um, that really stood out to me. And when I saw that there wasn't a Republican running for that office, I went for it. Yeah, that's... Amazing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, considered a fairly competitive district. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had two opponents. And they were both, um, I don't know if they were born here, but they've been here forever. 
So uh, maybe as long as I've been born. So, <laughs> so, so they, um, they, they were tough, you know, they were tough opponents for sure, but they weren't Republican. So I kind of had to show them what we're all about and um, it worked out. It definitely worked out. Yeah, that makes so. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Joey. Joey, you go ahead. I'm just going to dive into that a little bit more. You know, when you're going through the campaigning kind of process, um, you know, what 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 do you think stood out about that process? You, what do you think was kind of successful in connecting with the voter block? You know, that was in your messaging, or you know, what about you? Do you think was kind of stood out that was successful? So I found out that a majority of the people in my district, my district's blue, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's red, you know, as far as on paper, but as far as how they vote in presidential elections, it's, it's a blue district for sure. And um, once I noticed that, I said, okay, I'm going to have to make sure they see me. So, and not send anyone out and, you know, the whole nine. So I made a point to make sure everyone sees my face at least once. So I went to as many houses as I possibly could. Um, everyone who has voted, whether Democrat or Republican, in a um, in my race in the past, I went to their house to make sure that they see me sit down, talk. I didn't care how long it took. You know, some people, they... They wanted to talk about things unrelated to politics. I would say majority of the people wanted to talk about things unrelated to politics because, I mean, I guess after COVID, a lot of people, they've just been home. They haven't, you know, with all the social distancing. So people were just happy just to talk. <laughs> so, um, and I don't, I don't mind talking to people. And um, I think it's just a matter of, listening to them whenever they're talking to you and then finding out like as they talk finding out like what is what are those little things that they're saying that can align with our party so I had someone he was like oh you're a republican he was so angry with me he was like oh I hate Trump and this and that I'm like oh, how dare you say this you know in my head I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe you're saying this about him but um he was so angry about it and I said look do I look like Trump he was like, well, of course you don't look like Trump. I said, do I even sound like him? You know, he was like, no, you don't sound like him. I said, okay. He is Trump. I am Autumn. So let's talk about what I'm going to do. Because he's not running in this, you know, he's not running in this race right now. It's just me, right? So he's like, well, you're a Republican. I'm independent and this and that. And I'm like, okay, independent. All right, okay. I'm thinking to my head, I'm like, uh, okay, he's independent. He might be a libertarian. He might be. They usually don't like certain things with taxes and blah, blah, blah. So that just came to my mind immediately. I'm thinking about the taxes. So I asked him, I said, how do you feel about taxes? And he said, oh, we need to keep them low. If not, we don't need to have any, right? I'm like, okay, okay. Sounds very libertarian. Sounds very Republican at the same time. I don't know. So I said, can you tell me between the Republicans and the Democrats, which one talks about your taxes, specifically wanting to keep them low, right? And then he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, I want you to do some homework. I want you to check the Democrat Party's page, and then I want you to check ours. And what you'll see is we're the only ones you can hold accountable for keeping taxes low, right? And he was like, he just stopped and he started thinking about it, right? He said, you know what? You've got me there. 
I said, wouldn't you rather be able to yell at me than have someone else, you know, one of my opponents whose names I, I always act like I don't know who they are, whose names I don't know. Wouldn't you rather have the person that you can fuss at all day? And then he was like, you know what? I would. And he said that he was going to vote for me and he was going to have his wife vote for me. And I had a lot of other similar um, stories. I have a lot of other similar stories to that one. I do. Um, it's just finding whatever that common ground is and showing them how our party can make that happen, how it aligns with us. And most people, especially here in Tennessee, will find that they're a little more Republican than they think. <laughs> so it's it's been um it's been a good experience, I'll say all around. Um I've only ever had one bad experience, I think. And that's with someone who who's just he believes in defunding politicians. <laughs> I told him I said, I don't think you know how much we make. It's not much. <laughs> It's really not much. I said, I'm, I'm waiting to look that up really quick. So he was like, oh, I don't believe that. You have billions. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you go ahead and check that one. <laughs> if only. Huh? I said if only, right? I know, right? I wish. <laughs> so, Autumn, you actually brought up a good point in that mm -hmm. story, you know, of saying, you know, do I look this way? How much do you think the fact that you don't look like the stereotypical Republican candidate, do you think that kind of helps you in this, you know, not very Republican district win over some of those people that might not have voted Republican in the past? It confuses people so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it really does. It confuses people usually. Um, like I've had times where People, they, there's, we have Republicans who are Black or they're minorities, right, within the Republican Party who say things that may offend um, other minorities, right? And instantly you're put in that category, like, oh, you must be like this person and oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I'm, I am my own person. Just ask me and I'll answer it for you. And then you can decide if I am like this person or not. But um, usually it just confuses people in the beginning and then they want to know why. And it just opens up that door for me to explain the whys. And um, when that happens, I usually have a lot of the best conversations with those people. And they, from what I'm thinking, they did go and vote for me. I do believe so. But um, And then I also have people who very, very different politically, but they will, they'll call me and reach out and I'll ask questions. And I'm like, are you calling other, you know, other politicians about these same, you know, asking the same questions? They're like, no, I'm just calling you. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, just keep on calling and I'll answer your question. <laughs> you know, so I think it, it's just, it's confusing in the beginning and then they begin to come, become more comfortable with you. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, I want to jump a little bit. Uh, you just got back from D.C. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, you were just given an award by the RNC. Do you want to walk us through that? <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was just an amazing experience. Um, the RNC, they picked last year, they picked 12 people, I think, out of the United States, Puerto Rico and Guam. This year they picked 17. 
um, because they had such a high volume of people um, and they, they said it was a difficult choice. So I was selected to represent Tennessee, although I hope next year there's like at least five of us from Tennessee that get picked. Just because Ohio and North Carolina had a, a lot of people, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we need to beat them next time. <laughs> but um, anyway, when I um, when I got there, it was just really, really nice to see people from a lot of different backgrounds um, that all share this common way of thinking. You know, like we have our own things that make us conservative and make us Republican. But we all have that common goal, right? And um, just being there with these people, you know, usually you get around, um, like you have friends, you know, they're not really politically involved and whatnot, and, but they are Republican or they're conservative, but they just, they kind of don't get some of the things that you're talking about. And they don't have that passion behind it. They're like, okay, I'm going to vote that way. That's the end of it, whatever, you know? So going there, you're around a lot of people who are just as passionate as you are, um, they're just as successful within politics as you are. So it's humbling, but it's also, um, it was just, it gives you this community, you know, and it made, it made the party feel that much more relatable, you know, and you kind of realize how the media has really made it so you can't tell how diverse the Republican Party is in thought and race, you know, and it's just, it's like seeing that was just amazing. I do wish more people could see how diverse our party is and um, especially how young our party is. That was the biggest thing for me is just seeing how young people were. I'm thinking I was going to be, you know, either everyone's going to be my age or younger, but it was, I mean, or older, but, um, there were a lot of very young people there, people my age, a little bit older as well. It's just, I don't know, it's just extremely diverse. And then, of course, seeing um, Rana was amazing. <laughs> seeing her, hearing from her. Um, when I heard from her, she spoke about things that we're always talking about. You know, you can really tell that they are paying attention to Republicans. Um, they hear us. And they are actively trying their best to make everything happen and be prepared for us to bring a very strong red wave, you know, to America. <laughs> but um, I don't know what I got from it is just that they're listening all the way at the top. They hear everything. They're saying all of the same things that we are, you know, all of the complaints a little bit that we have they are thinking the same thing they're actively wanting to make stuff happen they see what the democrats are doing they see how together and how the democrats are using other organizations they see all of it like they hear us and they see it i can't i, I don't think i can say that enough how much they see us so um i think the best thing we can do is just trust them you know, really trust that they are working very hard and also figure out how we can support them even more than we have been on a national scale. And I think that will be OK as far as. Um, turning, I would love to see our country look a lot like what happened with Reagan, where 
almost every state was red. <laughs> I would love to see that happen again. And I think that they have that in mind, that they have um, a lot of passion behind it, that they're trying to figure out how to be innovative and what to introduce next. There's a lot to look forward to, but um, they just they haven't really released all of it yet. So I can't say too much, <laughs> but there's a lot to look forward to, especially with um, social media. Like there's a lot, a lot, a lot to look forward to. So. Right, just to rewind really quickly because I think we jumped over this. This is for the Rising Star Award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did I not say the Rising? I'm sorry. The, I was oh, presenting the Rising Star Award. I'm sorry. <laughs> By the RNC. <laughs> they picked 17 people out of the whole country in Guam, in Puerto Rico. So, awesome. yeah. So how was your first few months? I guess, I mean, not few months now, we're getting close to a year, but how has that time in office been? Has it been what you expected? Has it been a lot of things you didn't expect um, when you were you know, running for the county commission? So um, going into it, it was a lot more than I was expecting <laughs> in a good way. It was, um, I thought because I'm new and I'm young that that was going to be something where they just kind of put me on all the, just a couple of committees and I wasn't going to do too much in like my first term or my first year. But um, I've had a lot of people that believe in me, especially our mayor. So he's put me on all of <laughs> All of what I call the big boy committees, you know, the the budget committee, the legislative committee, you know, loss protection and whatnot. And I mean, these are committees that typically you would never see a freshman on. But, um, you know, just one thing that he and I relate on is the fact that both of us are very young within politics. And, you know, we have a lot to show. You know what I mean? Just because we're young doesn't mean we're incompetent or we don't know what we're doing or we can't adjust and, you know, find our place and find our voice within politics as well, as early as it is for both, um, especially with his position as mayor. He's in his 40s. You know, that's extremely young. I, if He's probably the youngest mayor ever to be elected. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he is. So um, with me at a county commission level in my 20s, that's goodness it's almost unheard of so um I don't know we both kind of shared that so it's, he's got a lot that he's wanting to put forward I've got a lot that I want to put forward and I'm just really happy that I've been given the opportunity to do that but it's also come with a lot of responsibility and you know you kind of just get thrown right in you know you don't have someone just in your ear the whole time telling you okay you got to make sure you do it like this and this is how this is done you have to get in there and just go for it and be ready to ask questions if you don't know. And, you know, it's okay to ask questions, of course, you know, but um, it's, I had to mature really, really quick. Like I had to sure almost mature almost immediately within politics. And I mean, that's, that's not something that I think any sort of, um, formal training from college can really give you once you're in it. You know, it, it's just one of those things you, you have to be a critical thinker. Like you, you just, 
I don't know, you have to be, like I said, a critical thinker. You have to be someone that um, can also think ahead as well in terms of uh, how this impacts everyone. So while I'm thinking about my district and how I can take care of my constituents and what we have here, I'm also keeping the entire county in mind, but I'm also keeping my mayor as well and my uh, the other commissioners, keeping them in mind as well and making sure that all of us are able to function the way we need to. You know, so it's, I don't know, it's it's been, it's very different, but it's amazing at the same time. So before we wrap up and close up, are there any funny stories you've had from the campaign trail or serving just unexpected things happen, just kind of ending <laughs> on a light note? Oh my gosh. I have a lot of funny stories. <laughs> that you can share. <laughs> um, you, like Most of them have to do with my kids, though. They just... Um, let's see what's something that happened recent recently. Uh, Marsha Blackburn, she came to visit and she's, I brought the girls in. I thought it was something where we can kind of hide out in the back and I wouldn't be as noticed, you know, <laughs> because I had to bring them with me. And um, nope, as soon as I walked in, there was, there was just a few of us in there. Um, I didn't realize it was such an intimate setting. So I go in and everyone's like, hey, Autumn. you know, they see the girls and the girls know a lot of the people that are there. And um, they've met Senator Blackburn before. So they just run up to her and just go and hop in her lap. And she's like, that's fine. She doesn't care. But she was talking about um, the border crisis, right? And just talking about fentanyl. And, you know, that's such a serious topic. And it's very emotional for a lot of people. So in the middle of it, I think it was, I think it was Cameron, my youngest. She's three. She's like, I love your jewelry. And then she's all tugging on her necklace and interrupting her the whole time. And then she was like, I have an Elsa car. And just talking about her Barbie dolls and stuff. And I'm like, girl, this is <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, get over here. Get over here. Whispering to them because, um, you know, they record and they take pictures and everything. And they're purposely ignoring me. So they sat with her the entire speech. The entire speech. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> and I was just waiting for them to say something that was more embarrassing than what they already were doing. But luckily, nothing happened. But it just, uh, I don't know. They, they have done a number of things. They have. And, uh, yeah, I don't even want to go into anything else that they've done. It gets worse <laughs> from there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Candidate Conversations. I'm your host, Andy Cole. Follow Tennessee Young Republicans on social media and donate on our website, tnyoungrepublicans.com. Please join us again for the next episode of Candidate Conversations.